everyone welcome to another episode of too young to talk um it's been a while since our last episode we had ap exams um i mean at least i did and unfortunately boo and irvi can't be here today since they have ib exams next week but to fill in their spots we have two special hey guests today um proud and russell welcome Today's topic is quite the sensitive one. It's about colorism, and we understand that colorism can be um, a touchy subject. So we apologize for anything that comes out as offensive as a result of this podcast. Um, but we think that it's still important that we still talk about it, especially considering the many, many things that are happening around the world right now. So Russell and Proud, um, just wondering. I mean, we talked a little bit about this earlier, yeah, but so, what made you guys um, just suddenly want to do a I podcast about earlier, colorism? I felt like the kind of for me personally i just started going on netflix and watching a bunch of old thai movies and dramas and lacons and i saw this like constant theme of having this kind of main character who's like a dark skin person just have this kind of like great transformation in their life and in their lives and just kind of like become this like lighter skin pretty person and then all the guys walk over to them and stuff like that and i felt like that's very problematic and no one really talked about it that much like it's such a norm in thailand to just see all these like lacons like these shows and be like oh yeah okay and then you know kids watching these are like okay yeah black bad white good kind of like this kind of weird idea that we have going on here and no one really addresses it so that's why i decided like hey we should talk about it you know so yeah How about you, Russell? Uh, yeah, so for me, uh, I'm a bit like a more of a scientific perspective. I love exploring. I love observing. Um, I'm pretty aware that, you know, obviously colorism is bad and also racism is bad. But I also want to figure out, like, you know, what's really a way to stop it? So I really wanted to, you know, join this podcast and receive insight from, you know, you, Mighty, and also Proud. And also, like, maybe talk about maybe some misunderstandings and misconceptions about, you know, just colorism in general and how we could, you know, kind of mm. get rid of that in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, talking a little bit about colorism, have you guys, like, noticed any, like, you know, when, when people hear the word colorism and they, they usually refer to racism, is there, like, a clear yeah, so contrast between the two? Is like, there, like, any overlapping gray racism, area? Obviously, we talk about race, we talk about something that... I guess it's more clearly defined, but in terms of colorism, in my perspective, in my understanding, it's like it can be within a certain race. It doesn't have to be within like, oh, this race is inferior to someone else. It's just that the appearance of your skin, just like the shade of your skin color is what determines colorism. So like the darker, like if you discriminate against someone who is darker skinned or like very light skinned, regardless of their race, I think that's what I perceive as colorism to me so there isn't that v- much of a clear line and for different people it can mean different things but mm-hmm. that's where it kind of comes into play because like for example thai people can be can like experience colorism from thai people themselves as well yeah I, like i completely agree with what crowd said there it's a really good point um i would also like to add that you know Another idea is like just living in this black and white world. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's completely true. 
but it also depends like again you know where you live because if you live in a more westernized nation we we just get a bit more knowledge it's just because the way things are happening there it's a bit more civilized compared to like just you know traditional countries which you know for in, if for example just my country mm-hmm. india uh, the country itself is just trying to stick to its traditional norms you know that's that's what it's been doing for many years and yes they do have a point but in turn they kind of just stick with what was there before and not tend to you know shift and change their thinking towards anything else so i'm also thinking that because of that the definition of just racism and colorism just happens to happen accordingly um also like what just happened to you in the past and you know like for some people the main idea of racism would just be with colors while other things of racism could involve with like just how you behave Mm-hmm. Um, and just so, to add on with Russell, yeah, I definitely just, agree, but then topics. actually I feel like colorism kind of exists in all nations almost, like it doesn't have to be like very progressive or very diverse countries do not like have colorism, because for example, I guess in the United States you can see like there's still discrimination between like light-skinned and dark-skinned like people of like Af- African-Americans, like they themselves also discriminate against like according to their skin color so yeah even though they collectively might experience racism there's still this like oh you're lighter skinned you get like you experience less racism and then like they might be taunted by their own community as well as like the like people of other colors as well so yeah i feel like it's still like a big enough problem that's like in like basically everywhere still Yeah, we noticed that um, colorism exists in, you know, both in Asia and Thailand and India, as you guys have mentioned, and both in the United States. Um, but what do you guys think are like the root causes and um, what is the creation of like this, you know, dis- discriminations against um, different skin tones and skin colors? Well, according to like what I think, uh, from what I know, I see from like every historical perspective, just think of anything, uh, it all started when something changed. There was some sort of catalyst in that story of just any country. So like, let's say for examples, uh, for example, like the country United States, it wasn't really considered United States. There were, um, you know, Native Americans initially living there. And then what happened was, you know, people from, you know, I think it was the, the Britain, they're, they're trying to run away from the, the, the church or something, and they wanted to move to another nation. They started meeting each other, you know, and obviously I think this is not just the main cause of it. It's just an idea where, you know, they're just, it causes a change. They, they meet someone else that's just new and they don't know how to communicate. And that's just us like intuitively as just humans. We don't know what to do when something new happens it's just our mind stays blank and then we start making weird decisions from there and also consider like maybe another history of like you know just the the mexican history and the the spaniards that you know the 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 mexicans were living like in a really complicated civilization really complex really advanced and also the spaniards came which were different and then once that you know a division and like understanding happened like the lifestyle and how they all behave that could have also caused racism as well. And also, I think it could also have been like somewhere in the sense that someone had more power than the other. Like, uh, for example, like I could also just say again, India and Britain, um, the, the UK and like, maybe not the UK that time, definitely the British people, they were definitely more advanced, just basically in any sense in terms of military or anything. And that kind of just, I think, 
in, in a common sense matter, that just says that there's some domination of power over the other, which kind of d- develops a sense of understanding that, you know, someone has control over the other, and then we just kind of go with it, and then we just don't realize that at the end of the day, that racism happened. And I think we're realizing this now because of, like, let's say the Flynn effect, because more people are getting smarter and smarter and more, um, yeah, just better in the day. So we get more mature. Like, and kind I of guess, like a Thai society perspective because it's kind of like something I see more. And usually, when, like, for example, I went around asking people, like, yeah, what do you guys think are kind of like the causes of like why why do we see darker skinned people who lived in like the isan area as like inferior to these like bangkokians or like these thai chinese people and most people kind of go with the kind of like this belief this history that you know thai people in the beginning like um yeah like most thai people took up like farming jobs and they were farmers and obviously this kind of career like depended on being in the sun for like very very long months of time but then as time went by and then more people lived in cities now like farmers are kind of being labeled as poor and like uneducated so then these people with darker skin are like okay wow these people with dark skin are poor and uneducated while these people who like have lighter skin are just like oh it's because they get to stay indoors they don't have to work as hard that means they are more privileged than other people and i think that is a pretty like a pretty fair like argument as to why colorism happens even if like people don't realize it but then another thing is like it goes like way back into the really old literary works in thailand such as like inau which is where they have stories of this like person like the main protagonist having light skin and then like the antagonist like the name is jora kai had like black skin so there's like always this perception that dark-skinned people must be evil and then they kind of teach this story from time to time and then there's obviously going to be interpretations that oh yeah the color of your skin determines how good of a person you are so there's both like the actual like career and like financial kind of aspect and also kind of the humanistic kind of literary aspect that kind of both contribute to the colorism that we see in society today Yeah, I totally think it's a bit <clears throat> contradictory because like exactly. um, yeah. farmers make up like the largest occupation in Thailand too. And, um, you know, having talked to farmers personally, I, you know, no- notice how hardworking they are and like the mm-hmm. amount of work that goes through, you know, weaving rice paddles, going it's through like these ironic, rice paddies. Almost. It's kind of like, you know, ironic that yeah they, they're they considered hmm. as these inf- inferior minor- minorities um because you know they have dark skin tone and when yeah, they're exactly. doing you know one of the most important jobs in the country yeah and um russell you mentioned a bit about you know the indian and uh, british uh conflict um you know as a as a indian native um do you ever personally like um feel how feel how what have happened in the past have affected your personal personal life um today um well to be honest not really um i think the first reason is because i it's not i'm not really born in Uh, india i never really mm -hmm. grew up in india i grew up outside of thailand and even if i did grow up in india um sure that it might be a different possibility because you know i might have grew up in a family where Maybe they might have been super pro-India, and that could have caused my 
you know, caused me having different feelings. But I just think in general, I, I, ne- I would never have thought that I would have any, like, anything against British people, even after many years, or it wouldn't have affected me in any way. Um, I honestly, like, I, I read a book. It's like the, it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an yep. F-Word. And it's a pretty good book. And um, I did learn over the years that I think just not caring about it too much and kind of just focusing on what you want to do, it, it kind of just goes away. And also, I think I agree with the concept of in psychology, it's called mere exposure effect, that you know, if you just start being with someone for a long time and just constantly being with them, I don't really think that tends to be like, I, I hate you. It's just more like we start getting connected with each other, you start developing a relationship. And I, I really think in today's world, I don't think there's really a huge issue between India and Britain. Like, at least they finally came to some resolving uh, peace and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, like what you said honest, is think, really true. Yeah, I don't think like I exposure have any is like this big deal too, because in Thailand, everything is generally pretty homogenized, like like in terms of race too. So if you're talking about just like race, like when you like if a Thai person sees an African American, it's like wow, it's like something new for most people. So that's why, like for example, I've read stories about how African American teachers who come to come teach in Thailand to get like highly discriminated and they have to go through this long process in order to like before they're hired because the parents are apparently scared of them coming to teach their kids as opposed to when white teachers come and they immediately get hired without an interview and also just like some people are like oh wait your skin is dark how are you able to speak english that's this kind of thing it's like a very old belief that still happens here in thailand and i think it's it's honestly just embarrassing and just downright like it's very backward i think the big problem in thailand at least is um yeah. our like lack of exposure um i think a lot of people keep it under the rug and they don't really want to talk about the such a prevalent issue and that's why it's been such an issue for yeah, such a long true. time and um, another thing yeah. i guess if you mentioned that is like already really been a norm for Thai people to talk more about appearances as opposed to maybe other places especially in Asia like you can talk in Thailand I guess you can talk about how like you are dark you are white you're fat you're thin you're tall you're short like this is kind of like a very common thing to talk to people like maybe bully people about that's why like yeah it's like such a norm that no one cares about it for sure I also like feel like another thing I want to point out is I've just seen this a lot recently is that like the youth people and not just Thailand in general but literally any country in the world they're trying to fix the previous generation which I think is very difficult because um, you know I don't I don't think the past can ever be fixed but I feel like instead of fixing the past I think we should fix ourselves even more to develop our own future right which is also still like I think very contradictory because there are many countries where they don't allow kids to speak up. Um, that might be a good reason. That might also not be a good reason because obviously our frontal lobes have not definitely developed really well. Uh, so we might not have really good judgment and good decision making at, at a young age. But I just feel like instead of fixing the past, we should like work on with ourselves. At least try to make ourselves better instead of like hurting ourselves just because of not letting other people because of other people in the past who are older than you not understanding the fact that um we kind of just matured we kind of grew up from the fact that this there's no such thing as this black and white stuff black people are not bad 
Um, in fact, everything is just because of color. It's just melanin in our skin. Yeah, exactly. And I guess to add on, um, as far as I can see, a lot of the youth are actually starting to speak up about it, like you said. So there are there is like a greater amount of awareness for this, even though for colorism, it's not as big as racism, because honestly, I feel like racism, like during the Black Lives Matter protests, even though Thailand was not directly involved in it, I've seen like a bunch of, you know, international school students posting like George Floyd and like Black Lives Matter. And it just kind of faded around that time. But then it's kind of like commonly well established that, hey, you should fight for, you know, um, racial equality. But when it comes to colorism, I still feel like people, like even if they're like, you know, people who care about these social issues still don't speak up as much about it, for example. And like just the environment around us just kind of supports it basically. So for example, like in this famous beauty product company called Citra Thailand, they had this kind of campaign asking girls to like send in pictures of themselves holding their um, bottle of body lotion that was supposed to promise you to have better skin and basically lighter skin. And they had this comparison between darker skinned um, girls being looking like all glum and sad and like these lighter skin very white very like clear skin girls being really happy and when people called them out on it they were like oh I, that was not the main point like you guys all just misunderstood it but the fact that all these companies and corporations just keep pushing on the idea that you know um, you should have whiter skin if you don't then it's bad just for their own basically their own you know financial gain it also creates this like deep-rooted issue that I think that yeah it's gonna be really hard to fix like you said Russell that's like it's so deep-rooted and like historical that yeah I think we can kind of discuss ways to you know maybe solve it or maybe just improve the situation yeah I totally agree with Russell about trying to fix ourselves and not the past um during the entire um, Black Lives Matter protest we see you know sometimes how social media can be a good thing how it has created this you know new culture of how um police br brutality isn't okay mm -hmm. but i mean personally i also witnessed um, the not so good side of it um i feel like social media has become like a source of hype chain like how yeah, people like bandwagon kind of yeah um and i think that's something that especially in um the Asian community where we experience less like um, uh, no, Black Lives Matter issues. I think it's important for us to not only follow the hype, but to like understand where colorism and racism stems from and not to just, you know, for the future generation to try to show support for these issues simply because other people are doing mm -hmm. it, but exactly. to, to do it to, to, you know, actually fight for change and revolutionize um, how a, a group of people are being treated. I think that's a big um, thing that we should take away um, from what's happening around the world right now. Yeah. I also wanted to like add on that's because like this is a really serious issue, like specifically social media. Um, and I think like if you, I, I did hear like a conference about like the 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 conference that Mark Zuckerberg had to attend when he was in trouble for like data leak and all that stuff, and. There was one thing that did come up, was which, which was the fact that social media seems like a really fast chain. Like what, what I think what they were trying to explain is when something happens, it just spreads super quickly. And when, once it starts spreading, it doesn't stop spreading. It just becomes like a virus. 
so there's like an analogy that i always follow when there's an mm. issue like this so like let's just say like the idea of colorism or racism is like you're, you're bleeding and then you posting a lot of social media posts about it is like putting salt on the blood so what i think is like you know sure posting social media things about these things are like it's pretty good you know it's, it's you're bringing awareness to it but then you know once you starting once you start putting too much of something it then starts becoming a problem and then i, I want like it, it's a serious issue because some people like have this idea of like low resolution thinking where like they only know like a really low level of what's going on in this idea of racism and then they just start talking about it when i really think that only in a way just people who have spent like years and years of like researching and all that stuff uh, they should be talking more about this because they have more idea and insight into this and like another idea I wanted to see, because like there was like a huge complaint happening with people, like they were arguing that why aren't schools teaching about some stuff about like the Black history? Because there was this huge thing going on in the U.S. Re recently, the Juneteenth. They were not teaching that in schools. So I think in my defense, I feel like even if the schools taught this, and it did happen in India, uh, they kind of just shift the idea towards their way, and they just create bias. So I feel like in a way, I think instead of arguing more about the fact that it's not in the school, I think you should just be able to self-study it because Google is there. The Internet's right in front of you. You should try to get advantage of it rather than just arguing on Twitter about it. Yeah. Yeah, but that kind of leads, that kind of leads to the question, though, since like you guys did mention, you know, too much of the just like mindless posting, posting just because my friends did it and then I will look bad if I didn't do it like because those things kind of don't actually work to change anything. What are some ways you guys think that, you know, colorism could kind of be combated by the youth? Oh, I just wanted to add on that, like, I totally agree how, like, so many teenagers are, like, I don't, I'm not addicted, but, like, I love with the idea of posting on social media will help, like, solve the problem. Like, personally, I see so many friends who get, like, upset that if like i don't post about black lives matter they'll be like why aren't you supporting this you know this mm. big problem that's happening in america and i don't think it's necessary at all um simply because like i'm not knowledgeable enough to talk about it you know like i haven't experienced it firsthand and just for like you know the younger listeners who who are like peer pressured by their friends to do the same like just think about it like what Russell said. Are you like rubbing salt into the wound? Is what you're saying actually going to make a change? And it's all great for, you know, social awareness. But sometimes, you know, too much might, you know, defeat the purpose of this awareness and trying to actually make change to a very important problem that's happening in the world. So I feel like it is true that they, people shouldn't like feel pressure to do it. But then at the same time, I feel like when there are issues like that, I mean, there should be some sense of obligation to kind of learn a little bit more about the issues so that you kind of understand what's going on in the world before you make an informed judgment. Obviously, don't just go For out sure. there and like talk about something you don't know. But if you don't know, like having the excuse of like, oh, I don't know enough to talk about it for like everything might also not be like that sufficient yeah, sometimes. Sure. Yeah, obviously it doesn't for go sure. for every issue, but yeah, just in general. be honest if it seems like you uh someone always keeps on saying i don't have any information about it i just feel like it's a it's a huge signal for yourself to say that you should start you know educating yourself a bit more or it's i feel like it's a bit of a more alert sign that if i keep on saying i don't know anything then 
I think I should start questioning what have I learned from school because, of, you know, yeah. Um, Russell, do you have like any, um, you know, some sorts of change that you think might be impactful in like colorism in Asia, in the Western, how maybe teens can start combating colorism? I feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think teens can combat colorism. I don't think anything in the world right now could combat the idea of colorism. Because I've seen that, like, um, just in my own opinion, like, over a period of time, we were just, we are getting more civilized. Like, we went from this idea of, like, slavery, um, dehumanization, just disrespecting at the level of just killing people in massacres, to a level of, like, now we're just saying it in words. Now, obviously, that's not always true. In some countries, people still kill a particular minority, minority group. And that just, it's just because they're not, like, civilized or... In other words, they're not really westernized or they didn't follow the idea of globalization. But I, I feel like, in my opinion, over time, I just feel like nature itself will fix it. Because, um, firstly, I think the idea of, like, COVID-19, I'm not saying it's good, but I feel like one benefit of COVID-19 was the fact that we were all, you know, in this virtual world, the idea of internet and everything. And I feel like once internet comes in, I just feel like we'll forget the idea of races because I, I just feel like everything's digital and we get to talk more, we get to be access to each other. Um, now, do I think that people will still have a bit prejudice against some groups? Probably, I'm not sure. And I feel like that will happen for a long period of time. But I just feel like we need just a bit of time rather than people or just the youth doing something about it because it's it's kind of getting scary because the more, the more the youth is encouraged to do something, it just starts becoming a problem. So... I'm just scared that if youth keep on doing if the youth keep on doing something, it might cause more problem than we expected. So I feel like for now we should just maybe just I don't know, not ignore it, but like maybe don't take it too seriously. If you if you could ignore it, if you're at the place where it feels like okay, you're just being insulted and you can get away from it, you should get away from it. You shouldn't get too hurt or you know, insulted by it. Um, yeah. Any thoughts that proud? Um, for me, I feel like I do have a little bit of a differing opinion from Russell's because I still believe in like the power of the youth. Obviously, we're not here to fix all of the problems of the world, but I still think that there are ways to kind of like help with the issue and just kind of like lobby for the issues and kind of like, you know, come up with great ideas. I think we're a lot of us who are really creative and have a lot of potential to change. So um, in terms of colorism itself, I guess it might be kind of cliche, but I still feel like the thing that Russell, Russell mentioned about the exposure, it could definitely be improved by, I guess, just educating like the very, like from a very young age, basically the youth and tell them like you know i don't think there are any classes in thailand that like you know or curriculum that speaks specifically about colorism and like you know equality and i feel like if we just add this small part into like instill it into the kids while they are young that that would be still kind of like at least helpful for the kids to not always like be stuck in this deep hole of yeah um i should look at people and judge people according to like the color of their skin but I do have to admit that there is this big issue because 
the family pay, plays a big part, especially in Thai culture. And then it is a lot more difficult to change the idea of like your racist aunt or something like that. So I feel like, yeah, it's it's very difficult that way. But I think one of the ways that we can do is like just to, again, bring more awareness, but then also kind of focus on the very the younger people so that when they, you know, kind of grow up, they can also like start thinking for themselves and not just be in this little bubble of, oh, yeah, um, just looking at like getting their information from like these, you know, dramas and TVs like tv shows basically yeah because dramas and tv yeah. shows do are you know are stereotypes of such a diverse culture tradition and there's so much more than just you know black and white and like proud said i think education plays a big role in that you know many thai schools aren't willing to change their curriculum to conform to this new mm-hmm. change this necessary change in the new world um and you know, if we are able to change this new curriculum, I think we'll definitely see change in both Thailand and the rest of the world by like exposing the problem so that kids learn it from a young age. Um, I think that will like transform an entire generation and like, you know, just change the mindset that it isn't s- just something simple as black as- and white. And, you know, mm-hmm. it can definitely change the future, in my opinion. And, and I do think that youth can change, you know, global issues. We've seen, you know, Greta Thunberg about, you know, uh, global warming and how much impact she has as a uh, youth, as a teenager. And so by instilling this new knowledge and empowering kids to talk about an issue that like we are now, I think it's a, a great first step in such a big problem that has been rooted in Thai history and Thai culture. I guess just from this, I think um, there are a lot of, you know, both explicit and implicit signs of colorism that you probably will see in society, especially if you live in Thailand. Just kind of be more mindful of that from now on. Just kind of see these little signs and just maybe remind yourself and those around you that, you know, color and, you know, the amount of melanin in your skin is not like a defining characteristic of anyone don't judge someone based on their color and if you do see that i hope you actually kind of stand up and address this issue rather than just like brushing it away as usual yeah i think that just this these small steps or maybe just educating your younger siblings or your cousins just saying that like you know yeah um don't you know be totally influenced by like some of the you know like basically make them be mindful of like the messages that they're being they're receiving throughout their time through like advertisements or like entertainment just like kind of always have give them this constant reminder that this is like an example of colorism and that you know it should no longer kind of exist in future society thank you russell and proud for joining our podcast today it's been a great opportunity to talk about something that doesn't get talked a lot about especially in thailand and teenagers in this day and age. So thank you guys for talking about such an important topic. Thank you, Mighty. Yeah, thanks.